Let's talk about search engine optimization or SEO. You've probably heard this term a lot when it comes to marketing, and you've probably felt confused by it, either what it is or how to do it or best practices, anything like that. And the thing about SEO is a lot of people think about it in terms of a silo. Actually, most of our marketing, we tend to think about as silos. We have social media working on its own over here. We've got email working on its own over here. We've got SEO working on its own over here. But the thing about SEO is that it actually impacts all of these channels in different ways. Welcome to the Ask the Marketing Expert podcast. I'm Justine the marketing expert. Each week, I'll be sharing my best secrets to help you thrive in your zones of genius and joy to maximize your impact and income. Are you ready to learn how to market your business in ways that feel good to you using skills you already have? Let's dive right into this week's episode so I can show you how. The first thing I want you to think about is really the keywords that you're going to target with SEO. So there are lots of tools that you can use to really refine your keywords and get great ideas on which keywords to target. There is Google Keyword Planner, which is a free tool that you can use that will tell you what terms are high competition, low competition, which basically just means if something is high competition, a lot of people are paying to target that keyword. And if it's low competition, it's more likely that not a lot of people are targeting it and potentially not a lot of people are searching for it. And so when you think about these keywords and you think about the tools that you can use, you pick a selection of them and be decisive, right? Like just know what it is that you do, get really clear and really specific about what do you do. So let's just say you're a midlife coach for women and you help them to feel great in their body, or you help them to process emotion, or you help them to reconnect with themselves once their kids go off to college or things like this, right? So you might be targeting specific keywords like midlife coach for women, but that might not be something that a lot of women are searching for, right? So you may wanna target some creative long tail keywords and long tail, by the way, just means that it's a longer, keyword. So that keyword isn't just midlife woman or midlife. It's got a few words, or it might even be a phrase that you're targeting in terms of showing up in the search engine. So to go back to my point for a minute, the keyword that you might want to target is what to do when you're an empty nester, right? And you may want to come up with an article or ideas for these women and give them encouragement and tips and advice and share your thoughts and offer them things that will really help them navigate this difficult time in their life or normalize their feelings, make them feel seen and heard. Both of those things will build trust and add value to that person. Also, you might want to think about other keywords that these women will be looking for that maybe aren't even related to what you do, like women who sew, right? Maybe you tend to find that in your niche, a lot of women like to do crafty projects or scrapbook or make quilts or something like that. Those could be interesting keywords to target and maybe even interesting to create offers around something to talk about as a topic. You know, are you processing your grief 
of your child moving out of the home by pouring yourself into arts and crafts. Here are some alternatives you could be doing to process those emotions in a healthy way and to also have fun in your life. Here are some alternative ways to have fun or reconnect to your friends or to yourself or to your partner to have a better experience that doesn't make you feel so alone. These are all really interesting ways to think about how SEO can play a role in the creation of your marketing materials. It doesn't just work the other way around, right? You don't just create content for SEO. SEO and thinking about it can also help you create content. Now there's other sites that could help you with this, which are Google Trends, which shows you what's trending on Google, especially for searches and things like Answer the Public, where those are the questions that a lot of people are asking. You can even go into Facebook groups and see what people are asking. Type in your keywords, one or two words, midlife woman, empty nesting, woman in her 50s, just see what pops up. See what kind of books are being written about midlife experiences, what people are reading and reviewing and what they're saying in those reviews. There's a lot that you can learn from these types of activities, and it will only benefit you in your marketing across the board and in relating to your ideal customer. Because the more you research about what you do and then the more customers that you have in your business, and I am using a service-based example, but this is product-based, service-based, it doesn't matter. You've got to get creative and find ways to connect to your customers and make sure that they feel seen and heard. And when you show up and you see the reviews on a book, you notice the same names popping up in a Facebook group asking questions, then you start to realize, oh, these are also, as I'm doing my research, these are also great opportunities to get curious with that person, to connect with that person, to ask clarifying questions to help myself and also provide a sales opportunity, if it makes sense, if it's going to benefit both sides. So the purpose of SEO is really to help more customers and potential customers find your business to find you, to create awareness for what you offer. And then your marketing efforts are what create demand for that offer, right? So you show up in the search engine and you post an article. You wanna make sure that everything you put out, you stand by, that it feels good to you, that it feels high value, that it's going to create a level of awareness around what you sell. And then from there, it's about connecting to people and learning how to nurture someone from finding you in a random search engine and reading your article to getting a series of your emails, starting to follow you on Instagram, connecting with you and having a really meaningful conversation, if that's your process. Are you loving this content? If you are, I can guarantee you're gonna love the Compassionate Marketing Collective. In it, you'll get a library of marketing resources, live weekly calls, 24 seven access to feedback and guidance, peer-to-peer -peer accountability and support, and members-only events and trainings. You're gonna love it in there. Visit growthmindsetmarketers.com today for details or click the link in the show notes. I'll see you inside. It might also be 
let's use a product-based example for you poor product-based entrepreneurs, because I'm a service-based one. So I always think about services first, but in terms of a product-based business, maybe it's showing up and just sharing what you have to offer. A lot of times we think about solving problems with marketing, and that's not always the case, right? Let's say you sell apparel. Let's say you sell beautiful tank tops or blouses. Your customers might not need a beautiful tank top or a blouse, but your job as a product-based entrepreneur isn't just to solve a problem of, I need a top or a blouse for a specific event. It might also be to just create a lifestyle brand that makes people feel like they're a part of something. And when they see your blouse or your top over and over again, or maybe even just for the first time, they can look at it and go, oh, I love how that looks on that model. I love how they describe the fabric. The color palette is gorgeous. I want it in my closet, right? And so you can create those opportunities from just showing up in search engines or showing up in search engines and, right? And showing up on social media and creating ads or even remarketing campaigns to Google. So let's say you show up on a search engine like Google or Bing or even on YouTube, which is a search engine. And you create a video series that is, you know, what I wore today as a professional woman in the legal space. And people are looking for ideas and they see your top and they're like, oh, I love that top. And they click on the link to your website from that influencer's profile, or maybe it's even your own video channel that you created. And they go to your website and they buy nothing. Well, you can then remarket to those people. You ever notice when you go to a website and you're looking through something that you want or are considering buying and then every day for the next three months, you see ads for that thing popping up? That's what remarketing is. It's an intuitive algorithm that basically takes all that data from search engines and social media platforms and these other channels online, and it puts them into a system that says, ooh, they tend to like that kind of thing. So not only will your products show up, but also probably some of the other vendors in your space. So now your job as a marketer is to create awareness for buying now. Maybe you've realized that the most demand comes from seeing high-level influencers in a space using your products. Or maybe it's through sending out a remarketing campaign with a coupon code for that exact item. Or maybe it's really making your website extremely user-friendly or focusing on marketing and selling one particular type of item and then highlighting that directly on your homepage right at the top. These are all strategies to convert, and they're not just living in the search engine. These are strategies you can use in the search engine as well as all the other places that you market your business and brand. Now, when it comes to social media and blogging and other ways that you market and sell, think about keywords in terms of not just the words that you use in your content, but also the hashtags that you choose that relate back to your brand. And I like to think of these words as words that truly represent what I do, what my genius is, what my superpower is, what I desire for people to see my name and connect me to. 
So marketing, branding, selling, compassion, entrepreneur, those are keywords that represent what I do and who I am and who I serve. And there are many more of them and many more variations of those things like social media marketing instead of just marketing or marketing tips or success quotes, things like that, that all pop up. And those are great keywords and great hashtags. And there are lots of amazing tools for hashtags as well, like all hashtag, hashtagify. There's uh, hashtags for Instagram likes and followers or something like that, which is an app you can buy. There's so many ways that you could source hashtags. And what I love about thinking about hashtags and keywords is that those also feed each other. So when you come up with keywords you love, see what hashtags relate to those keywords. See what your ideal ones are. See what related hashtags pop up when you type in that hashtag. Go do a little bit of digging and see what are other people using when they use this hashtag. What else is popping up here? What's their visibility? What's their engagement percentage? What types of content are they creating? All of these exercises for planning and creating and designing your strategy can be done for every single marketing channel and can feed every single marketing channel. These are very symbiotic relationships between these potentially siloed activities they're all really meant to weave into one giant strategy. And that also enhances your productivity and drives better performance from your actions. So when you're thinking about SEO and when you're designing your strategy for how to show up in search engines, be mindful of the ways that that can help you and serve you in other aspects of your marketing and even in your business in general and vice versa. Okay, so that was pretty much a basic crash course on SEO and how it works in terms of search engines themselves and also other areas of your marketing and your business growth and how you can use SEO to grow in many more ways than just the perceived standard way of just showing up in search engines or on page one of Google. Now also keep in mind, SEO is a long-term game. So if you wanna rank for some of your top keywords, it's gonna take a while and it's gonna be a really intentional effort. So don't get kind of distracted by that thought of I desire to be on page one and that's all that's going to make me feel like a winner in terms of SEO. Put in the time and do the work, right? But also celebrate your wins and make sure that if it helps you to feel accomplished and to feel successful when it comes to SEO, look at the wins in other areas as a result of your efforts in working on being on page one of Google because there are so many wins and so much progress that you can make with SEO that are not directly related to your page performance. So just a thought to keep in mind as you move through this process, but have fun, have fun getting out there and doing your research and leveraging tools and digging in and really refining your message and starting to understand what your clients and ideal clients really desire to hear about and learn about in terms of your business and what they desire to buy and what types of content they enjoy seeing because all of the metrics will tell you 
when people are highly engaged on posts or when your posts or articles or different pieces of content start to rank higher in search engines, that's a good sign that what you're creating is what they want to see. Remember, these algorithms were all built to give people the best result. So if you're not ranking the way that you desire to be, or your marketing is not performing the way that you intended, there's probably just something happening in your process that's not connecting with your ideal client. And that doesn't mean that what you're creating is bad. It just means that it needs some tweaks. And in that case, evaluations are a really good thing to integrate into your business. And if you don't have a great evaluation process, join the Compassionate Marketing Collective because in it, you will get goal planning worksheets, evaluation forms, and a ton of resources that are gonna help you create amazing content that does naturally rank higher because you have access to tools that are designed to help you do just that. So I hope to see you in there and I hope you have an amazing week talk to you soon. Before you go, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave an honest review. Your opinion matters and it'll help more people find this podcast so they can benefit from it too. Thank you for spending time with me today. I'll see you next week.